Hey guys, welcome to the Boom Tequila podcast with your hosts. I'm Erin. And I'm Jody. So guys, if you've been listening to us for a bit, you know that we're all about mental health, living in positive environments and growing and learning how to live our best lives. So today we're going to be talking all about subconscious blocks and how to break your subconscious patterns that might be stopping you from getting the most out of your relationships, career, and just anywhere else. Your subconscious mind creates 95% of your reality and your conscious mind, which is what you actually pay attention to only creates 5% of your reality. So when you're trying to reach your goals and you're having difficulty doing so, chances are it's because of the blocks in your subconscious mind. Your subconscious blocks are the limiting beliefs, self-doubt, and sabotaging patterns that you have placed on yourself that act as a block for abundance to flow. And they come from negative experiences from the past, unresolved emotional issues, and self-defeating behaviors and patterns. While the conscious mind works to rationalize your thoughts during the day, the subconscious mind is working 24-7 and it simply accepts whatever we imprint upon it. Your subconscious mind actually processes information several million times faster than your conscious mind. Isn't that crazy? So crazy. So crazy. That it imprints on us. (laughs) I just kept thinking of Jacob from Twilight. Every time I hear imprint, imprinted on Renesmee. Resume. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So back in March of last year, we did an episode about manifestation. And as I was kind of doing research for this episode, I found that the two actually go hand in hand to be really able to start manifesting things for yourself, whether it's love or money or just whatever, you really need to be able to clear the subconscious blocks in your mind that are preventing you from really believing that you can reach these goals. That's true. You can. I know that's right. Have you, (laughs) have you ever felt like you keep going through the same situation over and over the same toxic relationships, draining friendships, or you're just not going anywhere at your job, even after doing everything you think you could to change the outcome of these situations. It is just no use. If this sounds familiar, then chances are you're experiencing a subconscious block. Basically your subconscious has created a barrier to protect you as something you might consider a threat. How your subconscious mind is programmed directly affects your automatic or deeply ingrained actions as in the things you do without consciously trying. I think that is so true, especially the self-sabotaging. Like nobody, nobody is going to, well, most people, nobody (laughs) is going to intentionally self-sabotage things. Or the people who say like, I hate drama, like they probably do hate drama, but yet they are doing something that is triggering the attraction of that drama or the the sabotaging of things for themselves. Exactly. And yeah, there's usually like a root cause. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) The subconscious mind can also control your emotions by triggering the release of brain chemicals that activate fight or flight responses. For example, say you had an unpleasant run-in with an angry chihuahua as a child. Likely you're not a big fan of that breed now. 
That's because every time you see one, your subconscious triggers the release of chemicals that inflict negative emotions towards them in an effort to keep you safe. Or say you decide to finally want to lose some weight, but you keep ending up at the McDonald's drive-thru. Or you decide it's time to go back to school, but you conjure up every excuse as to why you wouldn't be successful and don't end up following through. This discomfort that you experience or resistant to change is your subconscious block. Now let's figure out how to remove these subconscious blocks. There are a lot of exercises that you can do daily to work on removing them. And it's not something that will happen overnight. But you can do it. You got this. Although (laughs) one of these solutions might be something you can do overnight. Yeah. (laughs) Not like overnight in one night, just like, yeah, just at night. Like you can do it at night in your dream. In your dreams. <laughs> the first thing <laughs> the first thing you need to do is really become aware of your block and the pattern that keeps happening. Really think about what keeps coming to your mind, stopping you from following through with your goals. After you have done this, I've read that a lot of therapists suggest actually starting a journal. Start with what you want to manifest for yourself, love, money, etc., and work your way through what fears you have when you think about these things. Which is a really good one. I like journaling for working through things like that and for just like manifesting and like writing affirmations and things. I think absolutely it's encouraging too. Like if you, you know, just to see progress, like just starting a journal and then Mm -hmm. say a couple weeks, months or whatever from now looking back and like seeing where you started and yeah. And there's a lot of power in like writing things down too. And yeah. Um And just like, I don't know, I think that, yeah, there's a lot of power in that, but also I think it requires a different level of kind of focus and engagement, like to be thinking about it and writing something out versus, you know, yeah, it kind of makes it like real yeah, in a way. Like you have to really like consciously process it versus just letting it sit in the subconscious. Okay. So telling yourself things like, I'm not good at this. I never have enough of this, or this always happens to me, (laughs) are patterns that create these subconscious blocks. If you look past these things that pop up in your mind when working your way towards your goals, then you will be able to see the ways you can actually make your goals a reality. This is so true. Like when I hear people say like, oh, I always have bad luck, or I never, I don't know, like. Because you're manifesting it. You're right, creating like, that reality. Exactly. Yeah. You're literally speaking that and like manifesting that. And yes. like your belief is that you have bad luck. You're mm-hmm. never going to make good money. You're whatever it might be. And so the first step is like when you catch yourself, another thing I'll do, like when I catch myself with those like limiting beliefs as an initial response, I'll be like, okay, like reframe it. And rather than saying, I have the worst luck in dating, you can shift it to saying like, there are great men out there today. I don't know. That's a terrible, whatever. You know what I mean? Like you're changing the narrative. Yeah. Yeah. Like I haven't had a great, instead of saying I'm, you know, I, I'm never going to date somebody because it's always, I always have bad luck with dating. Just say, well, in the past it hasn't gone great, but that doesn't mean Mm -hmm. it's always going to. Yeah. Yeah. Or I've heard one that's like, nobody will like me how I, this wasn't maybe necessarily one that I've struggled with, but it's one that I've heard. 
Um, if you're like, nobody will like me how I am, you shift that to like the right person will like me exactly as I am. And like, even if you don't believe it at first, starting to change that narrative that you're telling yourself is like a huge step in the right direction. Absolutely. Say it and write it down. (laughs) Yes. Next, you need to identify where you picked up these beliefs from. Take one of the stories that you tell yourself, like this always happens to me, et cetera, and try to connect it with the earliest memory that you have of experiencing this. How old were you? Who else was involved in this memory? The more details that you can write down in your journal, the better. After understanding the first memory, work through your life chronologically and write down any other memories that you have where you felt this way or experienced this belief again and again. Once you realize where these thoughts stem from and you can see that you're in control, then it's time to work on letting go of these beliefs. One of the biggest things you can do to let go of these is forgive. Whether it is yourself or others, it's a game changer for clearing stagnant energy and opening yourself up to abundance. Another thing that I see suggested from time to time is hypnosis. There's actually quite a few YouTube videos that you can do this yourself at home. And yes, to both of these, the letting stuff go and realizing, especially when this, like it's something that you don't have control over forgiveness and just letting that go like that, Jody, like we've been talked about this Mm -hmm. recently with certain situations that, that we've come across. And there was one particular situation with a person in my life that was like stressing me out. And I was like, Oh, like, it's just like, (laughs) I feel like if we're going to hang out again, we need to work through these issues. And then eventually I kind of got to this point where I was like, she's not really coming from a very healthy place. And so I can't expect her to have really healthy behaviors And realizing that like, she probably didn't even realize that I was annoyed with certain things and the power in me being able to like, let go of that and just not really hold her to any kind of a bar that she's not going to meet. It it really is helpful to like, for me, like not for her, because she couldn't have cared less if I forgave her or not. I don't think she even knew there was anything I I was annoyed with her about. Forgiveness is never for the other person. It's for yourself. It's like letting mm -hmm. go of that as like a weight off your shoulders for things. And it's like, you don't have control over the situation or the person or their actions or their thoughts or whatever, but you do have control over yourself and your emotions and even just like letting go and forgiving is so freeing. It is. And the hypnosis is another one. I hope you don't have more about this one. Do you? I don't No, Okay. Not about that. That's another one that I think is really great. And there are yes, YouTube videos. The problem with YouTube is it's going to be cut in those commercials and you don't really, so it's going to honestly defeat the purpose. Like you can't do like a meditation or visualization or hypnosis and then have it be like, I don't know, cutting into a commercial about like beer or beef jerky or something like, you know, I bet there's <laughs> websites that, that there are. Like so, um, if you've ever done any of like the wellness apps, there's headspace and mm-hmm. breathe is one that I really like, because at least when I got it, you could purchase a lifetime of it. Like, I don't like the monthly renewal stuff for yeah. like pretty cheap. I don't know if that's still around, but that one has a ton of visualizations, meditations, talks, Um, and even like quick, like five minute, like focusing meditations and little things like that. And they also have a lot of bedtime stuff, like bedtime hypnosis and things, um, for all sorts of things, whether it be like decreasing anxiety to improving communication skills, to being more confident, like literally there's like, it's insane. There's like so many things. So if you're interested in that, like mindfulness type stuff, I would check out some of those apps. Definitely. 
One exercise that I learned about that's really helped me deal with social anxiety is being aware and taking control of my emotions, which we kind of just talked about a little bit. For example, say just the simple act of walking into a crowded restaurant makes me anxious. I just feel like everyone's watching or judging negatively. And that thought can make anyone feel extremely anxious and unwelcome. Even if you take control of your emotions, you know, that's not the case that these people aren't thinking about me at all. But when you're in that situation, it's difficult for the untrained mind to do anything. So what you can do is work on this when you get home and are more comfortable. They're going to tell us what to do when we get home. (laughs) When you get back home, you can sit down in a calm place and recreate the exact scenario by running it through your mind. <laughs> I'm trying to say it like a, like a wellness guru. <laughs> That's really corny. Okay. Um, doing so will evoke pretty much the similar emotions that you experienced. And this time, though, instead of being lost in your thoughts and overcome by the emotions, you have a choice to consciously feel your emotions and feel them as fully as they arise without becoming afraid of them. As you feel your emotions this way, they start to lose their power over you. This is true. And one that one of Jody's favorite things to do, she loves just like really sitting with her feelings and feeling the the emotions. No, (laughs) (laughs) I need to, I need to more often. But, um, and it'll probably feel really silly at first, but even just like sitting by yourself and going through that will really make a difference. Like it's done it for me. Cause I'm one of those people where I get embarrassed to like, if I'm walking across the street and there's cars waiting for me, like even silly, stupid things like that make me anxious and feel embarrassed, but like just going through it in your mind and like putting yourself back there and taking control of your emotions really helps for sure. Yeah. So what you're doing here is becoming aware of thought patterns and the reactions they create in your body. This awareness slowly starts to dissolve existing thought patterns and their corresponding emotional responses. Next time you visit the same restaurant, you'll be aware when certain thoughts start to get generated in your body's emotional response. But because you've already felt your emotions consciously and because you are aware of your thought patterns, you'll find that they have significantly weaker reactions continue this and soon the reactions would die down completely. Consciously learning the important emotions to focus your attention on can help you to have a deeper awareness and more control over your life and goals. Working on this can help you become free from low self-worth, limiting beliefs, anxiety, depression, and all other types of issues related to the mind. Now I will say if, if it is to the point of, as a, just a disclosure, clinical level of diagnosable anxiety and depression, while these things can help, there should be things that you work through with a therapist and you do talk to your doctor about. Absolutely. (laughs) I mean, even sometimes medication, talking to someone, anything can make a huge difference because some, I mean, maybe you're not able to just change your thought, you know, your thought process. Even if you try, sometimes you just need a little extra help and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. So have you, have you ever, like, can you think of any examples where you've experienced like subconscious blocks? Man, I, I, I know that there is, cause this is something that I've, do you have an example first? Well, I, I mean, I think, I, I think I we do. all do hundred with certain things. I, for example, when 
I would first, like the last few guys that I would date, I would never go around their families because I automatically thought, well, they're not going to like me or I'm just going to get ignored. And I'm already like just creating these scenarios in my head. I know that's like, that's when everyone, literally everyone loves you. Like. No. <laughs> no. Yes, they but, do. But that's no. like one thing that I always thought was like, I, they're not going to like me. And so I just don't want to go around them. And I like never even gave it that chance. I never even would think about it. Like I automatically was like, I'm not going to go to your family stuff. I don't want to be around them. And I mean, that's an example. Um, the walking into a crowded restaurant, like that's one that's really silly, but I just, I have a weird kind of social anxiety. Like I, I love my circle of people, family and friends. And that's like my comfort zone. And I don't like a lot of other, you know what I mean? But, Mm -hmm. but yeah, no, that gave me a couple ideas and Mm -hmm. these are like broader ones and I'm sure there's more examples, but in high school, I think a lot of girls, especially go through this feeling like, um, well, and with women in general, just like confidence about like maybe not being attractive or like having like body image issues and things like that. And feeling like you're not as, I don't know, like attractive as other girls or as cool, as other girls. you know, like, especially yeah. in school. now I'm like much, much better about it, but way cooler. Um, but you know, definitely there are a lot of things that like you limit yourself with because of that as a root thing. Yeah. And then in dating again, better about this now, but like in the past kind of caring more about wanting to be liked than anything. And so like changing how I was, because my goal was like, well, I want them to like me. And there's almost this like underlying thought of when I talk about changing how I behave, the underlying root cause there is this thought that like, well, they won't really like how I am naturally or the real me or whatever. And so you try to like suppress that because you don't want to be too, you know, too much, like too, especially with men that have very fragile egos, Mm -hmm. which sadly there are a plenty, (laughs) you know, there can almost be this pressure that like, you don't want to like shine too bright or like be too ambitious or, Mm -hmm. you know, because you don't want that to hurt their feelings, which is so stupid. It really is. (laughs) But those are ways that like, you know, that are limiting. Yeah. And yeah. I saw this TikTok the other day of this guy that I I just thought like, he's got it figured out. Like we, I feel like we all go through life so concerned and worried about what other people are going to think. And he's like, it was like, you, you can do, you can literally do anything. He's like, I'm just going to lay in the middle of this sidewalk. And he did. He's like, I'm going to jump on this table and dance. And like, people kind of look, but they don't care. He's like, people literally don't care. And like, if you just tell yourself, people aren't thinking about you as much as you think that they are like, Yes. You'll just be a lot more free and happy and not give a shit. (laughs) I remember hearing that recently, like the, like, how much are you thinking about what everyone else is doing? Or are you worried about what everyone's thinking of you? Exactly. Like what I'm, well, I'm worried about what everyone's thinking of me. And it's like, right. So is everyone else. Yeah. I was like, you're right. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. And the people that are going to think negative you, like you'll never see someone that's doing better than you criticizing you. So if they're talking down or talking crap about you or whatever, it's because they want other people to bring you down to a level. They believe that you're higher, like subconsciously, but they want everyone else to bring you down to a level 
that's mm-hmm. not as great as you are. So let them talk, let them think, whatever, you know? Yep. And I've heard when it comes to more like career type stuff and just like success um, and like financial abundance and stuff, there are a lot of people who are, are more afraid of the success then, and they don't realize that's what it is, but it's like, they're almost afraid of becoming too successful or like, well, then I won't like, because at some point you start to almost separate yourself from, I don't know, like friends and family who are struggling or, or things like that. Yeah. And there can be fears around like kind of branching into, I don't know, higher levels of success and, and the pressures and judgments that come with those from the people around you. Yeah, absolutely. So, but yeah, so that's, that's all we've got for our subconscious blocks section. So now it's time for Joe Jam, where we tell you what new music is out that you can check out if you want to. Yes. (laughs) So mine this week, I don't think it's new, but I just kind of randomly came across it and I really like it. Um, The song is called Son of a Sinner and it's by Jelly Roll, who's like, I love it. Like I'm hearing him on the radio a lot more lately and he's doing really good. And I just really, I love, I follow him and his wife on TikTok and they're so fun. I was just going to say, I think I follow his wife on TikTok and I didn't realize she was his wife for like a while. (laughs) No, I just love them. They're just so funny. And like, I don't know, they're, I love their relationship and how open and honest they are. And I think she's got a podcast too. I haven't listened to it, but I'd probably love it. So, but yeah, what do you got? I have, this is a new one out by Russ and Ed Sheeran and it's called, are you entertained? So oh. check it out. All right. We'll check it out. I feel like Ed Sheeran kind of like raps on it, which is like different. Does he really? Yeah. Oh my gosh. But like, it's not just, li- I shouldn't have said that. Like, just listen to it and you'll, it's okay. not, that, it's not weird. It sounds, it's not weird. Like right? That sounds weird. Right. <laughs> Ed Sheeran rapping. It sounds a little weird, but it's okay. It does. I love it. I love people stepping out of their typical comfort zone, whatever. But yeah. And now that we're done with Joe Jam, it is time for our favorite part of the show. It's time to dish bitch. You better dish bitch. Yeah. So this week for dish bitch, we're playing that um, out of 10, the out of 10 game, the ranking. He's a 10, but blah, blah, blah. He's a what? You know what I mean? So we're going to play that game. So are you ready? Yes. All right. Yes. That was very. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Number one, he's a 10, but he chews tobacco. Mm, Because then he's spitting it too. And he's always walking around with a can. Disgusting. And what if you, like, what if it's dark and you go to take a drink of it or something? (laughs) Yeah. I'm saying a two. No, because all those guys always open their car doors and they spit out the window at stoplights. Ew. They do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm Mm-mm two he's a nine but when he got out of bed he left a streak on your sheets why did you put this <laughs> you know it gross you out <laughs> it would but like i don't know like a, a seven a oh seven. my goodness I, I mean it's gross but it's not like uh, something accidental to me isn't gonna like i'm saying a a one. you know what i mean like ch- constantly constantly spitting all like all the time and like 
that's intentional, you know? That's well, that's hygiene. I mean, if, if, if it's, if constantly this is a pattern of like, another street, <laughs> a lot more like that's gross, but like an accident one. I don't know. I don't know. This is, why did you put this on Tomorrow's laundry I'm day. I'm thinking way too not. much about this. I'm thinking way too much about it. I don't like it. It's a one. It's a one. Okay. <laughs> Seven. Get out of here. He's a, <laughs> all right. He's a nine, but he has a tramp stamp. <laughs> absolutely absolutely it's 10 it's 10 <laughs> okay he's a three but he has a boat and always has a cooler on it stocked with white claw six seven is it a nice is it like a yacht oh. or is it like that dude's boat from the river i guess it depends <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean because like <laughs> Yeah. If it's a yacht, it's like an eight. If it's right. just like a little canoe, like four. <laughs> a boat. Let's say a boat with a moat, like a like a decent, like a ski boat, and has a like decent, an open bow okay. and stuff. Yeah, like a six. Okay. All right. He's What'd an eight. Say? I I think I said a seven. Yeah. Okay. He's an eight, but he can't breathe out of his nose. He's a mouth breather. It might still be an eight because again, this is something you can't help. Like maybe a seven because, but he doesn't, it doesn't mean he's a loud mouth breather. It doesn't mean he's like, <laughs> <laughs> like the moist, like, like, just, like gurgles. Like there was a guy that I worked with once who you could hear him breathing. Like if you were, if you were less than two offices away from him, you could hear him breathing. And like people would intentionally like not want their office to be right next to his. Cause you could hear him constantly like, <sighs> Oh my gosh. I can't. I want to, I want to feel like you're dead. I don't want to hear the breathing. <laughs> it's like day snoring. Oh my gosh. Um, but I, if he's just like, I mean, what if he has like sinus issues and he just can't, I feel like you can't hate on someone for like not being able to breathe. <laughs> I'm giving him a five. Okay. <laughs> I won't be as mean as I was going to. Now I felt guilty. So he's oh, I'm sorry. You gotta go first. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, he is a nine, but he always has food in his teeth. Mm, like a six. Three. Yeah, I felt like a six is really too high. Yeah. The only reason I think a six is because I feel like I'm thinking, man, I'm doing this now. When I did it to you and you're like, <laughs> well, I need more information. And I was oh like, Jody, gosh. stop it. Like, this, right? you just answer it. Now I'm the one. But I was like, if, if he always has food in his teeth, I feel like you can tell him and like he'll get it out. What if it won't but, go? Like, what if it's con- like it's glued? It is just constant. He's like, always got something in his, or like yeah. hanging off of his mouth. Like he Ew. doesn't realize and there's food stuck on his face. That's One. worse. Zero. Yeah. <laughs> All right. He's a five, but he has a mullet. Three. Ten. I know. I know. Ten. I know you love the mullets. <laughs> you love them, but um, they're not for me. It's okay. It's okay. What do you Three. say? Ten. I know. Absolutely. Ten. Okay. He's an eight, but he has a foot fetish. Fetish or a kink? Both. Like he has to have it. Like he has to have foot step every single time. He has to. He can't get hard. Um, Yes. uh, Probably like a four. Yeah. I would say a five. Just because like. Because you're like, I'm open to it. Just like get it out of the way. And like, at least if he's got, if he's like that, then he'll pay for me to get pedicures all the time. Right. Like, so 
That's you gotta true. look at the positives. Or maybe he'll want to give you pedicures. Okay, as long as he does it good. Yeah, fine. I guess that's true. I don't give a shit who's doing it. Yeah. Touche. <laughs> All right, he's a three, but he's a famous country singer. <sighs> Depends on which one he is. <laughs> um, I think a six. I thought you were going to say one. <laughs> I said it depends on which one he is because I feel I like most of the country singers that we know are like kind of fuck boys. Like, yeah. So I feel like if he's a three and he's famous, that means like not only is he a fucking three, but he also has like girls all over his dick. Like one. You're right. It is the one. Thank you. Thank you. I missed I I fix it for you. I would say I'm gonna say an eight. I know. I don't know what's wrong with me. It's fine. You like toxic men. Yes. We've all, all right. <laughs> Right. He is a four, but he's over six feet. Six. Eight. I do feel like it's it's hot for a guy to be taller, but I'm only five four, so yeah, that makes sense. He's a two, but he's really funny. Six. Only because I don't think I can I don't think a two can really jump to a seven. Yeah. Like a you got to you gotta be pretty rough to be a two. That's true. I wanna I I'll say a six too. But like, yeah, I'll say a six. He's a seven, but he's a mama's boy. See, this depends on if it's like a healthy mama's boy. I feel like if he has like a really respectful, healthy relationship with his mom and they're really close, I feel like nine. I feel but like that's it's not like, a mama's boy. If though, it's like-, like mama's boy, like from there was this this guy on Sex in the City um, that Charlotte dated for any of you guys like old enough to like have watched this or um, there was this time where one of the characters on Sex and the City, Charlotte, was dating this guy who was a mama's boy, and he was a mama's boy to the point that he would be like whining to his mom all the time, like, "Mommy, what should I do?" Like it was really <laughs> gross. And she, his mom, would sit in there and she'd be like, "I'll draw you a bath, sweetie," and she'd like sit there and watch him while he was taking a bath and whining to his mom about like something going wrong, like that one. Absolutely not. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I think of when I think mama's boy, like the like having to call your mom and cry about everything and like ask your mom like, yeah, it's one. It's definitely one. I don't do that shit. I don't like it. He's a nine, but all he follows on Instagram is random girls like Instagram models. Two. I'm going to say a one for sure. All right. He's an eight, but he has a girl best friend. Well, it seems a little bit sus. I don't know. More information, but initially I'll say six. Cause I, I don't think it's necessarily like a bad thing, but it just, it feels like at least a yellow flag. I'm going to say a one. I mean, if it's like his best, best friend, like, and she is straight cis woman, like then. Yeah. I don't like it. It's a one. I don't want nothing to do with it. Yeah. All right. He is a 10, but he farts every time he comes. <laughs> I get two. I can't. No. What the fuck? <laughs> Cody, what? The only reason I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I'm going to say a six just because I feel like it'd be funny. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> He's a 10, but he asked. Like, I think like, well, he can't help it in this one. I'm like, Mm-mm. <laughs> no, <laughs> he's a 10, but he asked to suck your toes on the first date. I mean, he's asking. So like he cares about consent. 
Nice. Gross. No, that's that's weird. You gotta wait till like the third date at least. Probably like a five. It's two. <laughs> um, I'm gonna say like a two. That's really fucking weird. It really, yeah. I don't know. On the first day, I feel like he's got like a hardcore foot fetish. If on the first date he's like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. that's how he can yeah. tell if no. All right. Our last one. He's a seven, but he calls you mommy. Absolutely not. Zero. Zero. That is so gross and weird to me. The daddy stuff, I kind of like, like I'm coming around to it. Mommy, no, don't do it. Don't do it. (laughs) Yeah. Deleted and blocked an hour ago. No. I feel (laughs) yeah. But yeah, so that's all we have for today's episode. So fun and a wild ride at the end. A little, yes. little yeah. gross at times, but that's okay. Little toe sucking and <laughs> those last ones and so really mommy's went... toes. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> and then he farts when he goes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Just to all finish right. it off strong. Yeah, that's that's a great way. That's a great note to end on. All right. Thank you guys for joining us again this week. It's been a lot of fun. <laughs> follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Boom Tequila Podcast. Uh, follow and subscribe on YouTube. Join our Facebook group. All the things. Give us thumbs up. Good reviews. Five stars. And we'll see you next Monday. Bye.